for me, it's the biggest joy right now not to know what is coming up next and being open to possibilities because that's something I also found out a lot of times that people have the best possibilities, but they are not ready for it mentally. How many of us know our life dream? And how can we find out what we actually want to do with our lives? Is it a risk to follow your passion or rather a risk not to? Today I'm talking to a man I met for the first time in late 2019 at a small scale celebration. I was about to leave and sat down on the floor with him for a moment. A few hours later I went home inspired. His name? Hermann Gams. He's a dream developer who gives without expectations. So let's talk about life dreams. This podcast brings you stories from and about people who stepped into the unknown. Stories about fear, uncertainty, the illusion of security or, I don't know, let's see what it will be about. My name is Katarina Bayer and I will host you on this journey into the unknown. What is your definition of a life dream? I would say when a person is living completely what he or she feels to do and when he or she can be 100% him or herself and what I would also say is that the life dream is changing during life. And dreams change within a lifetime, I would say. And as far as I experienced so far is that it happened not so often that people are going for one dream really for all their life. I didn't meet so many persons so far in that aspect because dreams change over the life. What is the difference then between a life dream and a vision? I would say a life dream might be something when a certain person just wants to reach, for example, a certain destination. It, it's depending on the circumstances a person has grown up or is living in. And what I believe is that it's always depending on the context a certain person has. And if you create a vision for yourself that you want to build something maybe completely new or to create a new uh, way of lifestyle or that you have a certain project in your mind, I think this is, if you create something which has never existed before, that's very often some kind of a vision, I would say. So is the difference between a vision and a dream, like a vision is something far more concrete that I can build and then it's finalized, but uh, the life dream, you said before that I, I am really fully myself 
and that it's like a bigger thing that and there can be visions below it i would i would say so because so many people are longing for their dream life but very often do not consider what they really want to do because very often they go into certain directions which were more or less built by their surrounding or by the people they are surrounded by and very often people do not realize that they were following somebody else's dream because I learned that especially in a youth or childhood time we are I met very few people who were ever asked about their dreams when imagine you could travel right now <laughs> and in some countries when you travel you are asked what your profession is like in this fill in documents um What do you tell them or what do you write in such a document? I was struggling with this question quite a lot for a couple of years because when my co-founder and me started this project of Dream Academia and with the subline of giving without expectation, we also didn't know how we should name this profession or this job. But after... A certain period we met a lot of people and one of them said that we are not coaches or supporters or uh, trainers you are dream developers and we thought about this term and we thought well that that sounds good and so right now I feel very confident to even write in a document that I'm a dream developer. So you already brought up your co-founder and your friend and you developed a vision in 2007 And since that time, you accompany people on their way to make their life dreams come true, whether it's a personal goal, a startup, a, a charity project in Africa, or you just offer a, a playground to exchange. Can you tell me what exactly you do in your job as a dream developer? Actually, it's very simple. We are having a lot of conversations, a lot of personal interactions. We ask Somebody put it like this, you're asking a lot of silly questions. And I think this is the best way to put it. And actually, I would say we're just interested in persons. We are listening deeply to whatever they want to, to tell us. And uh, by just being 100% on the point with a certain person, yeah, you build up this uh, relation of trust within a conversation and then we found out that persons start to open up by themselves. And out of this opening up, you get to know this, person's, this person better, you get to know each other better. This basis of trust or this fundament of trust is getting stronger. And by that, you, yeah, people also tell their deep emotions or they, they, they explain what really matters to them. And from there, you can go deeper and finally find out what they're really dreaming about or if they are not able to to say it in a certain moment at least they take some questions back home and start to reflect on the questions and then it's depending on circumstances depending on persons it's depending on uh, uh, possibilities when we meet when you meet this person again or uh, when you meet it in our surrounding or when you meet it with different people and uh, That, but that's how the conversation starts. And that's basically it. 
But you call, you don't call yourself a dream finder. You call yourself a dream developer. So now you talked about, you know, finding out the dream of somebody. What is the developing part then that you the, do? The developing part is, I would say that we learned a lot ourselves. That means we got to know so many different perspectives from so many people that we can pass these lessons on. Then we created a big network locally and globally, which gives us the possibility to also bring different, many different aspects uh, into the discussion. And so often we found out it, it helps the people to develop their dreams when they hear about other people's stories. And as I or as we heard so many different life stories, that's, I think, the most enriching point for not, not just for the people we talked to, but also for us, because we got so many different perspectives from people from all around the world, uh, from all age groups, different culture groups. I think that's the... Benefit? That, that, yeah, that, that's the spices you can put into, into, the, into the dish if you, would, if you would compare the developing of a dream like a dish. But it means that you like created a sharing and caring network in a way. Definitely, definitely. And when you started in 2007, I'm sorry if I ask, but didn't something like this exist before? We didn't found anything like this. And we, we were also astonished that when, when we started to ask the first people about their dreams, that uh, most of them never were asked this question. That's why we came up with this vision to create a place where people come together to to develop their dreams together. And that's also where this term Dreamy Valley started to be created because we thought if there is a Silicon Valley where all those technical inventions are made, there should also be a place where people come together and, and develop their dreams together. And ideally, there should be places all around the world where people can come together and and do this kind of actions and so that's why we put this term dreamy Valley as a metaphor for places all around the world that people come together to develop their dreams you said it was hard when you asked people in the first place what the, what their dream is why do you think it is so hard for us if you would ask me right now what is your dream that i can tell you honestly what what my life dream is why do you think so well because We are so much influenced by our surrounding on the one hand. On the other hand, we try to impress people or to impress our parents. Or even we found out that many young people tend to live the dreams of their parents because their mindset is put into a certain direction subconsciously. And I think it's not, uh, or I found out it's not part of our society to, to, to talk about to talk about the dreams and actually it should happen already in kindergarten that people are should be asked what they really want to do and should be supported in in going after what they really would would like to do because then they develop the skills they will need for the future but isn't it interesting when i go back to my childhood uh, days because usually when you ask a child like what do you want to become then children ask or children say something that is like really something that they're thinking of now like they got a dog then they want to be a pet doctor or they see people suffering and they want to do so social work um, and when I think about 
how many people ask me like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And when I told them, because I always wanted to become a hairdresser, <laughs> um, they said like, do you not want to think about it again? Like, is this really a thing that you should do? You can have so many options and you want to become a hairdresser. Do you think that this is also something that we, we, we grow up in a society where for a certain person, when you go to this school and then to go to university, there is like a path already like um, given that you should go on? Well, definitely there is a certain path which is quite kind of normal for society. But I can give you an example, a situation where it was completely different. We were doing a book with a back then eight-year-old author who started to write at the age of six and he started to write books because he had this intrin intrinsic motivation. And just before his first book was published, we brought him together with a 10-year-old actor. And the 10-year-old actor was interviewing the eight-year-old author and the actor asked him, If he will, when he's growing up, if he's going to do an education uh, as a writer. And he says, why should I do an education? I'm already a writer. And I think that, that's, that's the point. Even kids, they feel what they love to do or what, what they are really up to. If, if they find out or if they are uh, supported going into the direction they, they really feel inside. And I think... Very often we, as, especially as grown-ups, we, we do these mistakes of taking kids' dreams not serious enough. That's maybe the main point. But for this eight-year-old author, for example, so he has a feeling himself that this is the, his dream. Do you really think that he thinks already about the future and wants to like, have a plan? Or is he just, this is an interest now and so I continue? Actually, the experience showed because that this occasion with this eight-year-old author, author already happened like nine years ago. And back then he was an author. He isn't, he isn't an author any longer. But back then it was his dream and his, uh, he was fully motivated to write on an everyday basis. Every day after school, he sat down and, and, and wrote on his books. And by the age of eight, he had already completed 15 books on a computer. And his dream was to have, to have his first real books book in his hands. But as I said in the, in, the, in the beginning, dreams change. And when, when you develop your dreams, when you are in the now as a person, I think that's, that's the best way to do it, to, to feel that uh, with the actions you are doing or with what you are doing, that you feel 100% being yourself. You already shared this story about this eight-year-old um, guy. Can you share another one or two examples of people that you supported on their way um, of dreams so that we can get an understanding what a life dream can be, like an example that we have a more a better understanding about a life dream? Well, uh, the most actual life dream is from a friend of ours in, in Ghana, who we met him in, back in 2017 on an entrepreneur's camp in Germany. And uh, his dream is to create an eco and learning village in, in rural Ghana. And we promised him to visit him in Ghana in, in early February 18. And 
he didn't believe because normally no white people are going into this area in, in Ghana because it takes about around 10 hours for just 300 kilometers. So you can imagine how the roads or traveling conditions are. And we went there and we were, after decades, the first white people in this, in this village. And he's basically getting kids from the street offering like basic education in agriculture and coding and sustainable development and also giving them social skills. And he started to provide dream development sessions for, for the kids. And when we came there in, in our first year, there was basically nothing except a few huts. And one year later, he had already built a building where people could, uh, could have their, yeah, it was kind of a, a basic training center built out of the local resources and he's developing agriculture in a, in a, in a huge way. And just by talking about this, prog uh, this project, more people in, in Europe got interested and also put financial resources into it. And meanwhile, we have been there two other times and the last time we were around 18 or 19 people from Europe traveling there. And so... Just by spreading the word, more people get interested, more people get involved. And this dream is uh, developing continuously. This sounds for me like a really big dream. Are there also like small things like somebody tells you, I always wanted to sing freely or I would, you know, like these small things. Or do you only um, accompany people who have these big impact dreams? Not at all. Just a, just a week ago. Or a month ago, I had a conversation with a young filmmaker who was employed in a, in, in a company where he didn't feel well. And about one and a half years ago, we, we talked about that, that he was thinking about getting self-employed, doing his, his own projects and doing projects he, he really wants to go for. And of course, he was struggling with the thought of taking the risk of going his own way And his father, who has, let's say, a, a normal job for decades and he, he was employed for all his life, also showed up the, the, the risk which, uh, which could occur if, if he is leaving his job. And, but finally, after having uh, several conversations, he left his job. And just to hear that you could encourage people to go their own way and just to feel how lively he felt. Yeah, that's actually, this is the dream for us to, to feel those kind of emotions from people. And as there is no right and no wrong, and you will never know what the future is going to bring. But this young man feels on his very own path and he feels to be 100% himself. I imagine we both sit together and you would ask me, what is your dream? And I would say, I don't know. What will be your next question? The next question would be, what do you really love to do on an everyday basis? And another question would be, ask your friends or persons who are very close to you, what they think, which skills you have, which skills you are good at. And by, by asking those two questions, you already will start to reflect for yourself, thinking maybe into another direction. You know, I had moments in my life where I felt stuck or very, very sad. And then I thought like, you know, if I could, I would. But how do I know that I really have a dream 
And it's not just that I want to hide because like hiding behind this dream or this vision because I'm so dissatisfied with the situation I am in now. Well, after 13 years of experience right now, I would recommend to look for, on the one hand, like-minded people and share the dream with as many people as possible and go away from people who bring negative energy into, into your life. Because if you are surrounded by people who always put you down, who always put your ideas or your dreams down, you, of course, forget to to reflect on them and the, the chances that you are not going to realize them or not going after your dreams are getting higher. So I learned it's so important to be surrounded by like-minded people, by people who, with uplifting energy and people who allow the question, what if? Because so often we, we tend to, to stay in, in our habit, in our habit system or in what we know about our work or our surroundings or our daily doings. But I think it's so necessary to allow ourselves to also do this step into the unknown. But would this mean, for example, for the question I said, that even if I don't know if it's really a dream or something because I'm dissatisfied, I just continue to talk to people and then I find out what is behind this dissatisfaction? Well, I think... Out of, this, out of those conversations, new aspects are, are coming up. And I mean, ideally, uh, you talk to people who are interested in, in the things you're interest, interested or who could uh, support you on your way, who give, could give you experiences or new connections or recommend you some videos or books that you get more ideas about your life or what you're dreaming about. And I think this is basically what, what is part of my daily life, that when I talk to a person that I reflect on what he or she could need or what I could provide as a support for a person that he or she comes closer to his or her dream. You gave examples of two, let's say, children that had a dream and you talked a lot that it's important from who you are surrounded. When you grew up, were you surrounded by people who trusted in you and gave you the, the idea of you could be anybody you want to be? I reflected about this question very much in my life and I was very lucky that I was raised by a mother who believed 100% into myself, I would say. And uh, I grew up without any father, but my mother always put 100% trust into whatever I was doing. And so that basically basically gave me the fundament for, for my life, for having a, a life with a positive point of view, meaning um, I always see the half full and never the half empty glass in life. And that was basically the, the, the fundament that I never got questioned because I was always trusted that I do the kind of right things and I was always encouraged to do what I wanted to do. So when did you realize your life dream and, and who accompanied you at that moment? That took actually decades. And When I'm in front of young people right now, I tell them that for decades I was more or less swimming, swimming with the masses, not reflecting very much about my life. And I 
went more or less a very, very conventional path for decades, starting to work in a corporate company in the casino industry after I graduated from school and did my military service and did that for more than 20 years. But I stepped out in 2006 and because I always felt that there was something different I was longing for on the one hand. On the other hand, I had the possibility to, to take, there was a golden handshake program offered. And so I told myself that if I don't take this chance right now, I, I, I would get stuck in, in this job, even if I liked it very much and I, I was never unsatisfied. But if I would say the real world opened after I left the corporate job and went on an unconventional path. You, you said um, the corporate job, you once told me that you worked 22 years as an employee and all these 22 years you work with one um, employer, something that like I in my generation could never imagine. But how did your environment react after you left, uh, let's say, permanent job that for a lot of people gives them security like how how did the people around you reacted well i was very clear about it and i was very convinced about this step so of course a lot of people couldn't couldn't believe it or were asking themselves what what should be the outcome later on And I even remember back that a lot of people thought that it was quite risky or kind of risky. But I was very lucky that I could build up a good fundament, a good economic fundament for my life. And I trusted that it will work out, leaving the, the corporate world with this fundament. And reflecting back, I would say I, back then I wouldn't have had the courage without this fundament. But now, as I find out that materialistic things get more and more or less and less important, I would, and of course, also the, let's say, working conditions and possibilities have changed a lot due to the rise of the internet. So it's, situations are completely different right now and possibilities are also completely different. So you left a corporate job after 22 years. Other people, when they want to go, go on their life dreams, they, they even change countries or become somebody who totally else. What does security mean for you? I would say security is when you feel for yourself that whatever comes up into your life, you know how to do a next step. This is security for me because there are always ups and downs in life and you can never be sure about whatever you do or have in your life. It can change from one moment to the next one. And I think when you have this kind of inner strength that whatever, whatever situation you need to face in your life, you will know that you are able to at least look for a solution or you know which people you could ask for help. Therefore, it's necessary to, uh, when you have a network of trust around you, this, this helps a lot. But I would say this is security for me. So having a network of people you can trust and only knowing the next step. I would say so, yeah. 
You you already um, were very honest about that. Of course, the money that you got, the golden handshake, supported you on on being brave enough uh, to jump. Now you work in a business where you don't really give prices. As far as I understood, some people um, give you money on a monthly basis, some just after a project, some maybe never. Have you ever been afraid that you cannot live off what you're doing now when you're not even set like a, a, a price for, for your services? As we agreed on going this way of giving without expectation, of course there it is surrounded by a lot of insecurity. And of course, especially in the beginning, you question this path a lot and reflecting back it needed a lot of courage to go this path without earning any money for more than for almost five years but it felt so so strong to to walk on this path and this uh, kind of dream to 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 change something in, in society by giving people the chance to reflect on other points of views that this model could work out and Right now, after 13 years, I don't feel any insecurity because if it was necessary to change something, I would change it. And I'm, I'm willing to work whatever it needs to do. If, if it was necessary, I, I'm open for everything. I'm an everyday learner. So I feel very comfortable about, uh, about the future, actually. It touches me really what you say, because when I normally speak to people about what they are dreaming of, they tell me a lot of times, you know, I would, but I have two children, I have to provide them, or my money is making me so much, uh, my job is making me so much money, I cannot. But you actually, you have children, and then you know that you, or you... You, you set up a business where you maybe not earn in the first um, month or years. So my question is, What can you advise people who are struggling because of having children or don't know how to provide to really go on following their life dreams? It's depending from, from personal situation to personal situation. But I think one of the main aspects is that people really reflect what they really want to do. Because so often they don't know it by themselves. Because as I said in the beginning, so often they are more or less put into a certain direction by their environment or they are following paths which were generations before went or they just think that a certain direction is their dream but they never reflected on it and this is the one hand and on the other hand What I learned is when you're passionate about the thing, when you, when you give other people the feeling that you're 100% on your way, that you know what kind of way you are going, you want to go, then support is coming. And uh, I think it's of building also this personal foundation of trust for your own life that you can ask for help, that uh, people, if people feel that you're passionate about a certain thing, they offer help, they, offer, they open the networks, they even give money. And I think nowadays it's just so few people who are really 100% authentic in, in what they are doing. But if people start to feel the authenticity, then new situations start to occur. And very, very often, this might change your life.
I think it's even an illusion that we think that if we follow our dreams that everything will be easy. We will follow our dreams, but it doesn't mean that, I don't know, everything is perfect and it turns out easy. Of course not. And I think that's what life is about. It's, it's ups, and, ups and downs in life. It's up, ups and downs in dreams. And it's the flow of life, actually. And if, if you especially when you step into, a, into an unknown field, you will find out that you need to face new situations almost every day. But I think especially now in these special times we're having right now, We, we could learn two things very well, patience and adaptability. And I think uh, just those two aspects, if you in integrate them in your, in your personal thinking, in your personal life, you already have two skills which, have you, which help you very much on your way. So when you usually meet people and they have like an idea what their life dreams are, but they are not really sure. And you also have no idea when they want to build a startup, for example, and it's an IT thing that, that you also don't know. How much do you really need the unknown in your life? Like, would, would you be bored if you know already what you do tomorrow when you get up? I, I would not be bored because uh, I love life on the one hand. And... But uh, meanwhile, I would say situations come up by itself almost on an everyday basis. So in comparison to most other people, I love to have a look on my, in, into my emails or on my social media channels because very often nice surprises come up, nice conversations come up with people very often I haven't spoken to for a long time. And as I'm surrounded by a lot of wonderful people from, from all around the world, almost each uh, look into the internet can mean that a new situation is coming up. And that happens, I would say, really on an everyday basis. And this, um, when, when you just said this, it reminded me of that usually when we meet, you always say, oh, let's meet in flow time. Can you explain what you mean, like, let's meet in flow time? Well, I learned that everything has its more or less perfect moment to, to come up or to rise up. And uh, so many people struggle to make appointments for a certain time or they are very strict and are very limited in their time. But if we allow that it's let time pass by and be very open yeah, with, uh, with other people's schedules and letting, letting time that things can come up in this flow, as, as I put it, then most of the times it turns out that, that there is the perfect moment. That even if it's like for our interview, we were talking about doing it, I think, in, in July maybe. Now we are at the end of August and it's the perfect timing. And uh, again, Patience and adaptability. I think those are the key words. At least I believe very much in this. Why I like it so much is because I'm a very organized person and I like to have like a schedule where I know whom I meet there, what I do there. But then at this day where, for example, I, I know that I meet a friend, I'm not sure if I want to actually go out and meet a person, not particularly that friend, but if I feel like I want to communicate about something. And I think it would be so far more honest if we would be far more spontaneous and say, today I want to talk to you, so I call you, do you have time? W what is hindering us that we do it? 
Not you, I, I got that you do it, but what is hindering most of the people? I would say for these situations, the term paradox of choice is the right one, that we are surrounded by too many choices we have, which hasn't been the case in the past, when uh, in the before internet area. Because I think being connected with the whole world gives us so many chances having so many products on our in our surrounding on the on the fingertip and getting everything yeah a la minute more or less i think we are all overwhelmed by by having so many possibilities in all aspects and especially for young people this paradox of choice is i think the the biggest problem when we come back to life dreams Would you be happy that, or is it a goal for you that your life dream is fulfilled? Or would you rather choose that there is always a gap to the what you want and what is there because this little gap keeps you motivated to follow the path? I would definitely go for the gap. And if I ask myself, and I do that quite a, a lot, just being in that area where I am now, that's actually a dream and it's a dream to to be in to to be in on this path on the one hand and i definitely don't want want to change it and for me it's the biggest joy right now not to know what is coming up next and being open to pos possibilities because that's something i also found out a lot of times that people have the best possibilities but they are not ready for it mentally and what i feel is as i reflected very much about this i'm feeling right now to be in this lucky situation that i can react to a certain situation meaning if if traveling for example was possible right now everywhere in the world i theoretically i could decide to go right now and To be in this situation, I feel very grateful and privileged to that, that I can do that right now. Of course, not knowing if this will always be the, the case, yeah, for the up, also for the upcoming years. But I've, for the moment, I feel very, very comfortable to be in this, and I, I love to go on in those aspects. You already um, said something about traveling and as we are still in, in Corona times and Corona is, is perceived as a, as a crisis, I read a lot about that crises are like a booster for life dreams or actually are a booster for development. Do you also see that you benefited from crises or that the people you accompanied benefited from crises? That's a... Tough question. I would answer like, I think very often people change things in their life just because they were going through a crisis. I'm, I don't think that you that this is, let's say, the, the case for everybody and you can't put it generally, but very often people need crisis to 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 change something in their life. But about the corona crisis, I think I personally believe that we are still at the very beginning of it, coming back to not knowing what will what will come next. 
So we are at the end of August right now and we don't know how life will look like in two weeks from now. And that will need a lot of adaption for a lot of people all around the world. But especially regarding the aspect of not knowing, right now we are in the middle of it. <laughs> with, with crisis, I also mean like some people that I read about or, or you see things on, on Facebook or Instagram, a really bad thing happened in their life. Somebody died, they got a big uh, illness or something, and then they finally start moving in a different direction. How much do you think um, that the awareness that life is finite is important to start living your dream? We reflected about death a lot in the last years. And we also had, we experienced the death of some people in our surrounding. And I think also not knowing how long our path is, we are born by coincidence and we die by coincidence, I would say. And I feel that we should use our time personally as good as possible in between but that's what we never learn and as i already mentioned i was also swimming with the masses for a long time but reflecting about the fact that we are just given a certain period here on planet earth i would really and that's my dream that as many people as possible reflect on theirs and talk about them because once you start talking about them with other people chances to find support on your way are much much bigger so how much do you live your dream already right now i feel very much being inside it and i would love to keep going this path because what i heard from many people just spreading out positive energy on the one hand gives a lot of support to people I love to listen to other people and uh, having an open ear is so for so many people a big, big struggle. So I can say very confidently right now that just listening to people is a huge support for, for many. As a joke, I often say if I would do a conventional business, I would just put up a website, call it the listener and uh, would give my time just listening on the internet. And I'm, and I'm 100% sure it would be a business, but I would never do it. <laughs> um, for me, what was very interesting in during Corona, a lot of people started talking how much we are connected because we see it's a thing that happens everywhere. And that globalization, like you could travel before, now it's not so much possible anymore or, or getting products or something. And you... You have a network that also shows us how much we are connected, but with our dreams. So one is with fear and one is with dreams. I think this is a really nice thing that we are actually connected, but we decide what we do with it. Definitely. And especially during this time where you couldn't meet, meet personally, I've, I've felt very very well with the situation that we built up this uh, international network. So if, if you know people personally, it doesn't matter if you can't meet them for a certain period of time, because even due to video conferences or video calls, you feel connected. And 
if you know a person personally and uh, you're you have this heart to heart connection it doesn't matter at all if you can't see each other because then you really can exchange those also virtual hugs and uh, of course would be uh, much better and much more fun to to be together in the same room or to meet in person but As far as this situation is right now, uh, it didn't make a lot of change in the uh, in the interaction between people. But what I learned or what I experienced is that people were really longing after the lockdown to to meet again and to in hug person. in person. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, in leadership books, there is this thing that they say: a good leader is somebody that even if the person is not there. The, the company is working or the network is working. Would this be also a goal for you and your business partner that even if you cannot be present, there is a whole network that supports the others? In, in this way, we started to think our project from the very beginning. That And regarding this aspect, Leonardo da Vinci was a, a good or the, was the role model for us because already like 500 years ago he created uh, his academia and that's why we call our project like dream academia we put the dream on the one hand and found out that uh, leonardo da vinci was building this academia where like-minded people come together and exchange and support each other by just having this co those conversations and just giving this open space that people can come together and they start to exchange and that not a certain outcome is needed that opens up so many possibilities. And as we started to build up this network from scratch, more and more people got connected. And now people interact, even that we don't know it, but we, we brought them together. And this, this aspect was, was taken into consideration from, from the very beginning. And this is why it feels like a dream that this is coming true right now, that, that people start to support each other, start to set, uh, set up programs. We just were on a, on a holiday in Croatia, for example, which was not organized by us, but people called it a dream a week at the sea. And we were like uh, 35 people for, for a whole week where three communities melted together more or less and uh, yeah that actually that again felt like a dream coming true and looking with great joy into the future <laughs> i want to finalize this interview with three questions i will do on every uh, end of the interview so it's always the same ones the first question is what is currently your biggest fear for me personally there is no fear at all What I'm reflecting a lot is that I feel that due to the current situation, society is divided very much. And I'm reflecting very much about the fact how, we, how can we create situations for our future where the whole population of the world is benefiting from. And I wouldn't call it fear, but this is an aspect I reflect very much on. What are you currently doing that you still don't know how it will turn out? Well, I think that happens in, in everyday conversations because every day I get connected or I, I am connected with uh, people who are in the middle of their project or who just start their dreams or who 
give me or give us information about what they what path they went on in in the past. So actually, even when I reflect on this project in Ghana, nobody knows the outcome. But it's again, it's the joy of not knowing, but being involved in the project. Just think, just exchange with people who have this forward-thinking mindset, and then it. I would say this reduces fear a lot because you feel involved in a project which makes sense, which is kind of my life purpose, also to be, to create good in in the world. So there is a lot of unknown, but we will show. We will see what what is coming up next. It seems like you enjoy it. <laughs> I, I really do, definitely. So the last one is less a question and more something else. Um, years ago, I started to write in a book my my favorite quotes, the ones that touched me. I brought the book here. And I will just flip through the pages and you will say stop on a certain page. And then I ask you to comment on the quotes. You don't know which one it will okay. be. So let's start. Stop. Do you want to go left or right? Right. And do you want to go bottom, uh, middle or top? Top. Life opens up opportunities to you and you either take them or you stay afraid of taking them. It's from Jim Carrey. Okay, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> I would comment on this that a lot of people have a lot of opportunities just in front of them. But what I learned is very often they are mentally not prepared for this situation. And even if it would just need them to take one single step through a door, then their life could or would change completely. And I would encourage people to be very much prepared for situations which can come up or that situations can come up in every single second of, of their life and be prepared for First, to know what they really want to do in their life. And if they know it, be prepared that, yeah, life can surprise you. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. If you like this podcast, please follow me on Facebook at Podcast Into The Unknown or on Instagram into underscore the underscore unknown underscore podcast. You can listen to this podcast on www.intotheunknown.at, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you have an idea for an interview partner, or just want to leave me some feedback, please don't hesitate to contact me on Instagram, or send me an email on office at intotheunknown.at.